0: Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo, discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks, I'm Jason Filippo And I'm Brian Schulmeister. Before we dive in, Brian, I would just like to talk for one second about how we were so... So unbelievably right about oh,
1: this could take the whole show.
0: Kanye West.
1: Come on. (laughs) Like we had we kicked him out of Moron of the Week seven years ago. I kicked him out of Moron of the Week because I was starting to feel bad about it. Like you could tell something was up with this dude. Yeah. Like it, it wasn't just agent provocateur bullshit anymore. Like something is seriously wrong with him and i didn't want to keep harping on it and i didn't want to keep bringing his name up and i didn't want to keep not that, you know, not that our podcast is moving the needle culturally in any way shape or form whatsoever, but you know <laughs> i i just Says didn't even want to give him i didn't even want to give him the airtime anymore because i'm just i was tired of his shit 7 years ago.
0: Yeah, yeah, and now it's just gotten over the top, but i just well, i just ridiculous. wanted to say that we 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 put a nail in that coffin a long time ago, so Put one up in the W in the W column for us, is all I'm saying.
1: Okay. We have lots of those. Nope, nobody gives us our, our just due for that, but we have lots of W's. Very few else. Yeah.
0: We do. Mm-hmm. We do. Um and, and speaking of W's, we have another one coming from TechCrunch where they say, It's time to admit self driving cars aren't gonna happen. We also did that about seven years ago. Yeah, this comes from Daryl Etherington. Etherington, nice name. I am Dale Etherington. Ben. <laughs> Harvey Banfrin Jensen. Jensen of The greatest movies of all fucking time, a hundred percent. So this guy just says, "Hey, it ain't gonna happen in our lifetime," and we're just like, "Yeah, yeah. duh, yeah, yeah." No, he he cites he cites a uh, the Argo AI story that you're going to cover when we get to in the news. But mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, yes. We know it's not going to happen in our lifetimes, because you know what? Cars can't do it. <laughs> I don't care well, what Elon says. They can't. They can't fucking do it.
1: In <laughs> incredibly controlled circumstances. And again, the only way this will ever happen is, is not in a mixed road system. It has to be a controlled road where there are only self-driving cars in a loop, all connected to each other with no possible variables.
0: Brian? I, I and I'm going to tell you why that won't even work. And we I'm can't going to explain fix this bridges. to you. <laughs> what? What? We can't fix bridges. We have no money for infrastructure. What no, are we no, do? no, Brian. I'm going to explain this to you in terms that even you can understand. Oh, thanks. You grew up at Disney. Mm-hmm. You, you have you have been around all of the rides at Disney. Mm-hmm. I have also been around all the rides at Disney for over 50 years. You know what I can do at Disney? Hmm. I can take one of the cars that are on the tracks that you're not supposed to be able to actually get off the tracks because it's a closed system, it's a closed loop, but I know how to take that car off the track with a a, a shimmy shake to the left and to the right and you can jump one of those little cars that they had For, I I can't even remember what it was called at Orlando. I mean, I know they have the cars ride now here in California land, but you could take those cars off the track if you were clever. Yeah. So I don't even think a closed loop system is going to matter because hackers.
1: Yeah. Well, there's that as well. So yeah, Uh, there's a million reasons why they're never going to work. And we've talked about it ad nauseum on this show. It's never going to happen. It's nice that the rest of the world's coming around to this. We, You know
0: Brian, Mm -hmm. we figured this out when we were teenagers, and Disney figured this out when we were teenagers. The world needs to move to the Wedway People Maker or Mover, whichever one you want.
1: Disney (laughs) offered to build the whole goddamn thing throughout LA, and they said, no, thank you. Yeah, well, I mean, at
0: that point, that was when Goodyear was getting rid of all of the uh, public transportation. So Mm -hmm. that tracks, you know? Yep. Anyway, uh follow up on Shane McGowan. Uh he does have his art thing going on in London and he's apparently almost sold out of everything.
1: I, I'm really concerned you keep talking about him. Why? The the G O G curse. He is not he is not a very Fuck. healthy man. That's all God I'm saying.
0: Damn it, Brian. Why did no what no, you have in you uh you're the Greg Brady of the curse right now. You have mm. instantiated the, the Hawaiian hate idol. If 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 Shane McGowan goes down in the next week, it's on you. It's I'm on you. I'm not sure how
1: many, like, late or early 70s references we can shove into follow-up, but we're doing a very good <laughs> job so far.
0: What do you mean Greg Brady Hawaiian idol reference is something that most people won't know? Come on. <laughs> I'm just saying.
1: Mm, yep.
0: Okay. Anyway, his his show's doing well, and he's selling stuff out, but, uh, oh, yeah, he's not him. a healthy man, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, if he dies within the next week, that's on Brian. Just yep. saying. It'll be my fault. <laughs> and I just love this next one. Does does faking a smile make you happier? The latest findings are in. And the latest findings are no.
1: <laughs> what I particularly <laughs> loved about you putting this in is I saw I, I didn't click on the link. I just I just saw the headline that you put in and and you know the fact that the study that you found, the latest one that's come out, says no. At least six times this week, through Twitter or whatever feeds, social media, I saw people posting the study about fake it till you make it, smiling will make you happy. (laughs) And that is the internet in a nutshell.
0: Yep, that's pretty much it. Eggs are good, eggs are bad, smiling's good, smiling's bad.
1: No. No real answers anywhere for anything. No. Except for the fact that Kanye needs help, and we will never have a self-driving car
0: the news it's official brian elon's in the birdhouse the chief is in the house <laughs> he's in the birdhouse <laughs> oh shit it's about to get real it's about to get real elon has taken the
1: reins well you know um, what i really love about this he has actually not written the check so what i propose all of us do tomorrow is uh, announce that we're buying a company walk in without paying and just take over. Okay. Okay. Because he has not written <laughs> the check yet. Oh, I, I see. I thought he, I thought it was
0: done. I thought the deal has been closed.
1: I don't believe it has. I think, you know, I think it's just like, okay, we're going to close this. Um, I'm just going to walk in now. Bye, guys. Okay.
0: Well, I'm going to tell you why I believe it has been closed, because okay. he has fired Parag Agrawal, Ned Seagal, okay. Vijaya Gade and uh, Sean Edgett. That comes down to the CEO, the CFO, Uh, top legal and policy executive and general counsel all out the door who were literally escorted out of the building. So I think he has signed the check. I, I really pretty, think he has signed the check.
1: Wow, they you know they they must uh, they must close uh, they must cash out checks for billionaires a lot faster than they do for the rest of us because I usually I, I know for me it's like a three to four day waiting period but you know pretty it's, it's sure he
0: has I think he has an in with the banks to fast track that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but right. the fact that they were removed from the building is uh, interesting, and the fact that he has been he spent the last two days walking around with. For some reason, the fucking kitchen sink, but also telling everybody, no, I'm not firing 75% of the staff. I'm firing 80% of the staff. Get the fuck out.
1: No, (laughs) but... Uh, He did post his manifesto. Did you read that? I have not read his manifesto. Just so you know, he's doing this for the the betterment of humanity whom he truly loves. Fuck you, pedo guy. Well, to be fair, I mean... 75% (laughs) of humanity are probably his offspring at this point.
0: (laughs) That's true. That's right. Get this guy a fucking condom, please. Get this guy a condom.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, all right, right. (sighs) well, you know, whatever. I I did see some Sturm and Drang online, you know, the the normal type of people that you would expect to whine about, we're going to leave, are saying they're going to leave and they're probably not going to leave. And we'll see incremental change. I mean, obviously, we're going to see a lot of change in terms of, of the employees
0: <laughs> oh, there's going to be a lot of change
1: <laughs> structure, but actual like physical. Well, first off, we know Trump's back on, so that'll be great. Well, we
0: don't, we don't actually. He's waffled he, on that.
1: He, he is. Yeah, he's waffled. But the last time, uh, last time the uh the uh, maple syrup side was up on on him coming in. So we'll see. Well, tomorrow's
0: another day with the That's troll true. in chief you That's know true. so we'll figure it out um i'm i i'm warming up my mastodon server <laughs> at this point cuz god damn you know well i mean I...
1: what's left at this point facebook is a wasteland uh instagram is tits and ads and uh twitter's going to become a fucking hellscape so I mean, we wanted Brian, social Brian, media gone. About this, Snap. Is, this is you my dream. You forgot about
0: Snap. Come on, what about Snap? Oh,
1: Snap. Oh, I don't know. I still don't even. I don't even know. Do they still even have? Do they have an interface? No. Okay. They do have an interface.
0: It is god awful. But they have. They are down. I think they're down to like ten bucks a share at this point. Oh, Facebook! It's bad. Jesus Christ!
1: Like, uh-huh. okay. Well, you know what? I, I'm actually. This is what I wanted. I wanted social media to die a fiery death. It is. <laughs> Okay, I didn't know you did not. I, I
0: didn't didn't know that you were the guy who wanted to watch the world burn.
1: <laughs> no, but, just social media. I I think the world will get along quite well, probably better without it. Oh man,
0: yeah. It, I've been working all week doing doing shoots and videos and the the new show, the boot up show at four a.m. every day. Mm-hmm. I really don't care about social media anymore because I got shit to do. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> when you're when you actually have work to do? You don't care about social media as much I
1: found. Oh, I mean, I mean, you know, uh, since I've started working full-time and I'm doing this podcast and I have a 6-year-old and I have a wife and I have a new house that I'm constantly working on. I could give it, I don't have time to fucking post. I don't care. I got time to post. I just don't got <laughs> I ain't got time to read. You know,
0: that's <laughs> that's and, and that's what we always said it was. It was a broadcast platform, not a consumption platform.
1: Yeah. So exactly. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Right. Uh, Ford CEO Jim Farley joined in on the company's Q3 earnings call and spoke at length about how senior management came to a decision that they would basically wind down their self-driving subsidiary Argo AI. Uh, Argo, TLDR, fuck yourself. <laughs> the, the TLDR on this is, we realize it's never going to work. That's it. Yeah. It's yeah. estimated that more than a hundred billion has been invested in the promise of level four autonomy," he said during the call. And yet, no one has defined a profitable business model at scale. And let me add to that: uh, the the subtext there is nobody's made it work. Because if it it's, worked, there would be a profitable business model at scale. It doesn't work. There is nothing, none, zero, zilch, no roadmap to get there. Nothing. 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 nothing.
0: No. You know what we've done with, with all of this technology at this point? We have come up with generative AI for art that gives people three arms. And, seven and what legs. have we
1: done with all this money? We've poured it into people's uh, very rich, very lucky people that have worked at all these companies and made promises over the moon. And they have made fantastically large amounts of money and will retire without ever having to worry about this or producing anything of value. Man, I wish we fucked up. Cause... We did. <laughs> we, we should yeah, be I mean, working is... on meta we should be working on the metaverse like we never would have been we able really to really should this stuff, we should we but should the same actually... thing has happened with the metaverse
0: honestly in nfts we should be yep. we should have been full in on nfts we have fucked up so so amazingly spectacularly badly
1: right because so th- yeah. let me let me just get back to the other bit on this thing that i found a little bit oh today. there's more <laughs> oh yeah, there's more. Uh, once we get past the fact that they basically that the Ford, one of the largest uh, companies in the world that makes automobiles, has basically said there will never be self-driving automobiles, so we're shutting that down. What we do get into is the darker thing that's now going to happen because of this. They are giving up on L4. They are going to focus on L2 and L3. It is very important because they will own the connection because all these technologies are connected vehicles. So the ability to have a pipeline that collects data and makes the system better and better is the excuse for collecting data. We must own that. Basically, they've decided we've given up on self-driving cars, but your car is now our major point of getting data about you. So they're yeah, now a social media not network. That's good.
0: Yes. That's bad. Yes, that's bad. Okay. Well, okay. Way to drop the mic on that one. Yeah, that's not good.
1: Yeah. So basically Ford is pivoting away from self-driving vehicles towards making sure that the car that you drive collects data about you at all points in times and sends it all back to Ford. So their new business is data mining. Fuck you. I'm so <laughs> glad I have a, I'm so glad I have an unconnected
0: vehicle at this point. Jesus. Yeah. Oh wait, no, it doesn't matter because there's an app for my car or my Jeep. It's not a car. Um, And that will probably send data back and to all the places I'm going, which is my office, to my house, to my office, to my house, and sometimes to Trader Joe's and the liquor store. Yeah, Yeah, that's great. Um, But for everybody else, Jesus, Um, that's that's kind of a – I've been a Ford guy for my entire life, and now I'm just kind of embarrassed for Ford.
1: It's a little bit of a hidden mic drop in that. You know, they start strong with this. You think the story is just about it's uh, no no more self-driving cars. But then you realize that Ford is actually pivoting to becoming a data mining company.
0: Yeah, we're just going to be Google. We're going to be we're going to be Facebook. Yeah, Zuckerford, Zuckerford. That's what it's going to be.
1: In uh, continuing moving vehicle news, uh, SpaceX has rolled out a costlier Starlink Internet service that will work on moving vehicles now. So if you are in an RV, if you've given up on life, and if you've become a digital nomad, as the kids like to say that they are these days.
0: Because okay, okay, hey, 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 Let's be I'm, honest, I'm, you
1: can't I'm, afford a home.
0: <laughs> no, I'm going to tell you right now, you're not giving, okay, you, 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 you threw out some shade at the beginning there. You said if you've given up on life and you want an RV. No, I think people with RVs have embraced life. If I could have an RV and drive around the country and meet everybody, see the people, see the world, I would be in on it. All, you all, can, you know, Jason. I can't. You can. I have. Brian, have you met my mm-hmm. dogs? That is they a will choice eat you made. Everyone, I cannot. <laughs> I cannot leave my compound because Bam Bam will kill everyone around me.
1: No, well, Bam Bam will not uh, live forever. So this could be your future. So let me give you. Uh, let me give you a brief, uh, uh, Brian, one down of Brian, what you can if, have. I
0: wa- if I came to you and said. Hey, you know what? Your kid's not going to live forever. You might be free at some point. What would you say to me? You'd probably slap me in the face. I'm so that, that was that was like a fucking be- nasty
1: comment, dude. That was okay, not Okay, I not retract cool. that comment. Now Thank let me you. give you the rest of the stuff here. SpaceX Jeez. has launched. Oh, take a chill. Pill, <laughs>
0: I know you don't think that my, my my loves are as great as your loves. No, but geez, I, it's man, just, again, you,
1: uh, I, they are your loves, and I understand that, and I, I fully respect that. However, you do use them as an excuse to not do anything. You could live in an RV with dogs. I, I believe I've seen many Instagram uh, posts that have been shoved down my face of people that are living in RVs, and they have a plethora of pets. Not the same pets as mine, but that's okay. Moving on. Let's go. Okay. SpaceX has launched a new variant of Starlink for RVs called Flat High Performance. This tells me he's been listening to us because he didn't name it anything it isn't. In fact, he named it nothing.
0: <laughs> well, I think I think some some engineer probably named this because the difference between this dish and the regular mm-hmm. dishes is the yeah. fact that it is flat. It yes. is a high performance dish because it doesn't need to have... The motors that come with the standard Starlink dishes, which which run about 599 compared to yes. the $2,500 dishes for, for this one, um, because it's it's got extra sensors in it so it can lay on the top of a truck or a. Well, uh, it RV. has to lay
1: on the top of the truck. That's yeah. also part of the point. You need to bolt this to the top of your vehicle. You, you don't yeah. get to just keep it sitting around anywhere. Uh, right. And it costs five times as much. But – you can do it while you're moving. So yes. what
0: that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Um the I mean cuz the 599 version requires a bunch of infrastructure because it does have a motor in it that actually tilts the dish to follow the satellites and things like that. This mm-hmm. has a lot more sensors in it but it's also a lot more uh, weather resistant so it can take uh what is it like up to 175 degrees, you know, outside uh Rain. temperatures. But uh it also has like, you know, snow removal features in it, so it will heat itself up to get rid of snow to actually be able to, you know, see the satellite, as it mm-hmm. were. Um, no, I think I, I think that if you can afford an R V in this day and age and you're off the grid, um you haven't given up like you grid. haven't given up on life. You have actually <laughs> won it life because you can afford to fucking do this because yes. this is expensive stuff.
1: It is expensive. That's that's it is very expensive. Twenty five hundred bucks just for the basic dish and mount. Uh dollars Hundred thirty five yep,
0: dollars a month, by the way, for the actual satellite internet connectivity, which isn't yeah. which isn't bad when you look at the speeds no, that I'm, they have for being out in the middle of nowhere. I'm like, if that's, that's the way you're gonna
1: live. Com- yeah.
0: Yeah, it's actually competitive. Yeah.
1: And uh, we got some more AI-generated art news. I know that you're still playing around with that stuff. Uh, If you are, Shutterstock is the place to go. They are eager to embrace AI-generated art. As we've talked about in the past, there are a lot of companies that have not. Uh, Getty Images has completely banned. AI-made images over copyright concerns and is even using filters to stop content from getting through. Google is keeping its tool private. Uh, They're calling it Imogen until it can find a responsible way to make the system available to the public. <laughs> That's never stopped Google before.
0: <laughs> I never stopped them before.
1: <laughs> uh so yeah, so they will offer direct access to Dolly through the Shutterstock website and compensate creators whose pictures played a role in developing the technology through a new contributor fund. They also plan to pay royalties and artists when the AI uses their work. Bunch of other stuff in here. Let me skip to the bit that got me a little bit uh, questioning. Okay, um, bring it on. They say in this on. article, this is the first major compensation-based deal of its kind, and could help settle questions of whether or not AI-generated art is borrowed or stolen. That and sentence it turns- impl- <laughs> it first. It, it implies there is a deal for compensation, and will we'll settle there questions. Isn't,
0: there isn't a deal. They actually like Shutterstock just said we're gonna we're gonna put a bucket here and put some money in it, and yeah. if somebody buys your art for Dali too. To use it for the actual, you know, uh, the the corpus of images that they're going to pull from, will give you a cut. That's what they're doing. This is,
1: like I said, uh, this is supposed to help settle the questions. But there, and then the very next sentence in the article, there are lingering issues. It is not clear just how Shutterstock will pay creators. Does not feel like they are explaining the compensation based deal, or feels like they've settled any questions.
0: No, no. Shutterstock has basically stepped on their their virtual AI dick at this point because they've stepped um, on their dolly. They've stepped on their yes. <laughs> um, no, this is. There's nothing good that is going to come out of Shutterstock with this because yeah, this is a this is just a power grab because they looked at Getty and said Getty is going to be, you know, we're not going to do this because we don't know who owns copyright. We're going to leave them behind. We're going to
1: take up the marketplace. We're going to take that space, Jason.
0: Exactly. Which is a yep. deal with, um, oh God, uh, Dali is run by OpenAI, I believe, who then has funding from Microsoft, and there's there's a whole big story behind how the money flows behind this deal. But the fact that you cannot sell any generative AI artwork that is not built on Dali. On Shutterstock means that you have to use Dali, which means that the whole deal just kind of – it turns into a flywheel to make them money. Um, I'm like, like I'm on MidJourney. Why can't I sell my MidJourney stuff on there? MidJourney gives me copyright. It, it, they give me copyright approval on all the stuff that I, I generate there. And mm-hmm. by generating, I mean typing some fucking words to make pictures. Yeah. It's so fucking stupid. Ugh. Yep. And yeah, I just, th- this, this is one of those things where we're in the middle of a, I don't know if you'd call it a revolution, but it's just a bunch of really stupid shit right now making really crappy art that, I don't know. I mean, it's,
1: <laughs> it, it, look,
0: the fact it's that to- Shutterstock it, it, actually gave them toy. legitimacy, it just
1: pisses it, me off. It's just a, it's a toy. It's fun. That's it. It's Yeah, Exactly. That's it. Yeah. That's that's all there is to it. And 8 years from now, we're going to be st- we're going to be opening up a show going, remember when we used to talk about all this AI art shit and just being a toy? Yeah, well, they've just blown billions of dollars on it and guess what? It's just a toy. It's just a toy. Yeah. Uh, anyways, here's some news that I actually kind of like. Um the Apple uh SVP of worldwide marketing, Greg Joswiak, Joss- yeah, Joswiak has confirmed that they will be complying with the EU's regulations and transitioning all of their products to USB-C connectors, at least in Europe. We don't know anywhere else, but because of the way that they do their manufacturing and their supply lines, there's no way they're going to keep two separate things. So eventually all of our Apple products will be on USB-C, to which I say, yay. Finally. Fucking finally. Finally. Stop this bullshit with all these cables.
0: I was the guy for years that said, I'm not going to get one of these new MacBook Pros because it's all USB-C and I need dongles and dongles and dongles. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't need dongles. I just need USB-C connectors. So I, I successfully navigated that, that entire <laughs> system because I kept all my 2017 and 2018 MacBook Pros because they had ports, which
1: I uh, like ports. ports. Yes, we we, do. Love we like ports and we like standardized
0: cables. And now I have the 14-inch uh, uh, M1 MacBook Pro, which is the greatest computer I've ever owned in my entire life. And it has ports. It has an SD card reader on it. <laughs> it's fucking <laughs> awesome. I love it. It's got an HDMI port on it. Oh, my God. Thank you to the ghost of I've Johnny got. Ive. Don't fucking <laughs> die in a fire, Johnny. Uh, but I love this thing. So it's nice. And now I'm, now I'm on Team USB-C, so... It's time. It is time. Yeah. How many how many iPads do you have that have lightning connectors on them anymore? I, I'm guessing zero? Because all mine yeah. are
1: all USB-C now. Yeah, they're almost all USB-C. I mean, I've got a pretty old MacBook Air. That's still got some... No, it's all USB-C. Yeah, we're good. Anyways... Spotify launched its audiobook business last month with 300,000 titles, but is now saying that Apple is engaging in anti-competitive behavior that is impinging the new business, the company wrote in a blog post. It said that Apple rejected its audiobook pricing system three times due to a violation of its rules. Sorry, purchasing system. To comply, it had to follow the fucking rules that Apple told them.
0: Yeah? And? That's the story, Jason. (laughs) I know. Spotify is pissed. Yes, no. If you play by the rules, they let you play on the platform.
1: If you don't play by
0: the rules, they won't.
1: Spotify is angry that they tried to not follow the rules three times by submitting their their process. And Apple said, that's not the rules. If you follow the rules, you can do it. And they don't want to follow the rules. Yep, pretty much. What particularly gets me is this statement. With our audiobooks launch, Apple has once again proven just how brazen it is to be willing to... Just how brazen it is, willing to be with its app store rules, constantly shifting its goalposts to disadvantage their competitors, said Spotify CEO Daniel Ek, while millions of musicians lined up behind him with pitchforks saying, fuck you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, seriously. It's just like, uh, no. Sorry, Daniel. Uh, (laughs) yeah. There are rules. You have to follow the rules. I know you're fighting them on every front, and you're trying to bring this out as part of your, you know, your, your pitchfork laden, you know, rant against Apple. But guess what? Everybody else has to follow the rules. It's their
1: platform. You know what else? There used to be rules for. There used to be rules for what you had to pay musicians for when you streamed a song. Who Ask broke those FBMI rules? BMI kind of set those, right? Yeah, who broke them? Daniel Eck. And so, uh, the labels had to come back and say, well, you're breaking the rules anyway, so what can we get from you? So fuck you. You break rules too.
0: This episode is brought to you by Delete Me. Today, I want to share something personal and honestly a bit alarming. Now, on this show, we talk a lot about how much of our personal info is out there. We're talking about home addresses, contact details, and even information about your family. And if you've ever felt that uneasy feeling about your privacy, you're not alone. That's why I want to tell you about Delete Me. It's a game changer for protecting your personal information. As someone who's been through the ringer with spam calls and phishing attempts, finding Delete Me felt like a breath of fresh air. Could your potential views expose you to cybercrimes, identity theft, or even violence in this election year? The amount of personal data available online has tripled from 2019 to 2023. Angry individuals motivated by their political beliefs can now easily access personal details from data brokers for 98% of U.S. citizens, putting you at risk of harassment and identity theft. Fortunately, you can safeguard your data with Delete.me. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeletemecom slash GOG and enter code GOG at checkout. One more time, that's J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash GOG with code GOG at checkout. This episode is brought to you by Delete Me. Today, I want to share something personal and honestly a bit alarming. On this show, we often discuss the vast amount of personal info floating around out there. We're talking home addresses, contact details, and even information about your family. If you've ever felt that uneasy feeling about your privacy, you're definitely not alone. That's why I need to tell you about Delete Me. It's been a game changer for me in protecting my personal information. As someone who's been bombarded with spam calls and phishing attempts, discovering Delete Me was like finding a magic shield. That's J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash G-O-G with code G-O-G at checkout. This episode is sponsored by Mood. 420 celebrations come in all shapes and sizes, just like the many ways to enjoy your THC. Mood offers just the right buzz with their federally legal flower, gummies, vapes, and more, helping you find the perfect high. Mood is offering our listeners a free THCA pre-roll and 20% off your first order. Just head over to hellomood.com and use our exclusive code GOG. Mood's latest introduction, the THCA flower, is a game changer, offering the classic cannabis high with a twist. With 10 high-inducing strains, it's their most potent lineup yet. What's even better is that all Mood products are extracted from hemp, making them federally legal, and are regularly tested to ensure the highest quality. Sourced from small family farms, you're getting a product that's effective and pesticide-free. I tried several of their products from the uplifting Energized to the Mellow Chill, and I must say, each provided a unique enjoyable high. My favorite? Definitely the creative strain. It sparked an incredible flow of ideas and got me through my daily projects with ease. Whether you're new to THC or a seasoned aficionado, mood has something for every vibe. Their in-house experts have tailored different strains to match specific moods, offering a range of products to suit any preference. From delectable gummies to classic flower and convenient pre-rolls, there's a multitude of ways to enjoy moods offerings. Celebrate 420 exactly how you want to with mood. Get 20% off your first order plus a free THCA pre-roll at hellomood.com with promo code GOG. That's hellomood.com. Code GOG. Are you hungry? I am. Which means it's a perfect time to talk about Factor. Why not make your spring a breeze with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals? Picture this. Every meal is fresh, never frozen, crafted by top chefs, and has the dietitian's thumbs up. Plus, they're ready to roll in just two minutes. You've got 35 mouthwatering options to choose from each week. Whether you're into calorie-smart, keto, ramping up your protein, or keeping it green with vegan and veggie, factors got you covered. And there's more. Each week brings over 60 extras, including breakfast, grab-and-go lunches, snacks, and drinks to keep your energy up and your taste buds happy all day. So, what's the holdup? Dive in today and give your spring the tasty kickstart it deserves. As someone who's lived off microwave meals for most of his life, I can confidently say that Factors' chef-crafted dishes blow anything else I've had out of the water. The chicken stays juicy, the veggies are crisp, and the flavors are absolutely delicious. I'm talking about meals like their artichoke and spinach chicken and the spicy poblano beef bowl out of this world. Are you craving a touch of gourmet? Well, check out the meals featuring luxury ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. It's fancy dining without the fuss. And speaking of no fuss, the meals are a total breeze. Forget about prepping, cooking, and cleaning. Just heat up your meal and enjoy the deliciousness. Plus, everything's tailored to fit your life. Customize your weekly meal plan to get exactly what you need, whenever you need it. Need to pause or shift your deliveries? No problem. It's all designed to work around your schedule. Factor is your solution for fast, premium meals without the need for cooking. And Factor is celebrating Earth Day all month long. Look out for the Earth Month Eats badge on the menu for the lowest carbon footprint meals. Head to Factormeals.com slash Grumpy50 and use code Grumpy50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code Grumpy50 at Factormeals.com slash Grumpy50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Media Candy. Brian, I found a website called Internet Radio, very clever name, and they have Mm -hmm. music from 15,212 radio stations.
1: I would like to, for the record, state that radio should be put in air quotes. Yes, it should. It's Internet Radio Stations. It is internet broadcasting of
0: terrestrial radio stations.
1: Yes. No, 90, I would say probably 80% of those are not terrestrial radio stations. They're actually just internet radio stations that have, have spiraled up.
0: Oh, so it's a lot of pirate radio stations. Yes.
1: Okay. To which That's cool.
0: nobody's getting paid. Oh. Oh, so you're still thinking about the musicians.
1: Well, I do work uh, in the music industry. Fuck in those guys. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fuck those guys! They're done.
1: <laughs> uh, it's a pretty good They're like resource. web developers.
0: There's... They're going to be hanging out at the same bar, going, "We used to have jobs, pretty much." Yeah,
1: um, <laughs> it's a pretty good resource. There's a crap ton of stuff in there. So any genre of music you could ever think of that you uh, wanted to listen to, you could. You're definitely going to find. Didn't have any of like the main radio stations that I would like to get that have been geo blocked through TuneIn or whatever, which is a pain in the butt if I want to listen through my uh, Amazon Echoes because. I, don't I thought you those. had a, I thought you had a VPN built into yeah, your house Yeah, but then I would have to thing. switch them to the VPNs, and I don't want to switch them to the uh, VPNs because I, I like wanna. the local news I get if I just, on the normal thing. It's such a pain in the ass.
0: Yeah, moose moose hits child on way to class. Why is K Rock HD two? Why is K Rock HD
1: two <laughs> <why is K-Rock laughs> geo filtering? Why? What do they care? Yeah. they Canada listening. That makes Ask no Captain sense. BMI probably. Probably actually that's
0: true. Yeah. I'm like, you want to go back to the the governing bodies about who gets paid for music. Those are the guys that are saying that you can't listen to it in Canada. So
1: just saying, yeah, it's, it's only totally going to be me. Come
0: on. Um, it's just me. Anyway, I think it's a cool site. So link is in the show notes. Check it out. Um, I got this one from uh, the Boing of the Boing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian Eno discusses his latest album Art as Simulation and the Dangers of Premature Sheen. <sighs> okay. Is he well, this new his album is called Forever and Ever No More.
1: And it's brilliant, um, by the way.
0: I listened to a little bit of it. You got to be in the mood. I'm yeah. just saying. Oh, yeah. Well, that's all right. You got to be in the mood. <laughs> you don't
1: throw on music for airports when you're downing tequila shots.
0: No, you don't. Actually, that's a very good point. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I think that uh, you need absinthe and maybe some qualudes for yeah. for <laughs> for that one. Uh yeah, no, it's it, it's Brian Eno, you know, it is definitely a a a a dish best served when you're alone trying to figure out what is wrong with the universe. <laughs> That's pretty much what <laughs> it comes down to. Um yeah. I it, it sounds great, but I just I need to listen to it when I'm in the right mood. Uh yeah. the interview though, um, cause I, I am more curious about him as an artist and his process. So mm-hmm. the interview itself, it's a 22 minute interview, uh, with uh, New Zealand DJ Zane Lowe. Um, yep. you can check that out. It's, it's, it's actually a really good interview. The music I, I need to, I need to revisit when I'm in the proper mood, uh, because it did definitely, it definitely did not, uh, inspire me <laughs> at the <laughs> time that I listened to it. I have talked about many times on the show, uh, my old friend, Andy Preboy, who used to be the lead singer of Wall of Voodoo after Mm -hmm. the main guy. You've you've met Andy. You've been to his shows. We went to uh, White Trash Wins Lotto together. Yeah. After my stroke, I have decided to reach out to old friends that I have maybe wronged in the past and did not leave. That's going to be a a long list, man. It's a very long list. It's a very long list, and I reached out to Andy Preboy, who was one of my, you know, best friends back in the '90s and early 2000s, and we did websites together. He he created the Third World Food Reviews on mm-hmm. uh, some of our favorite websites, uh, and he also did, like I said, White Trash Wins Lotto, which was on Conan, and we saw it at the Roxy many times.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I reached out to him, and he he graciously accepted my apology.
1: Mm, that's nice.
0: The only one I would like to add and that's why he's in the show notes. I have reached out to probably 50 people and apologized for my behavior over the years. One person has accepted my apology and it's Andy Preboy. But the reason I'm putting this in here is because Andy has a new album out called One and One Make 3 Forgotten, Abandoned and Unfinished Songs from 1979 to 2021. Fantastic album these songs were either abandoned or you know just left on the side of the road it's mm-hmm. awesome andy is a fantastic musician and just you know go check it out click on the link in the show notes and listen to some of his stuff he's got he's got decades of great music that i just love and the fact that he has forgiven me gives him a lot more <laughs> gravitas in my book is all i'm saying
1: <laughs> all right I will check it
0: out. I do like his music. The Peripheral is now out on Amazon Prime Video.
1: Brian, have you watched any of it yet? No, I I got to be honest. I've watched the trailer and nonplussed, really. I watched the first episode and a little
0: bit of the second episode, and I was what? watching it which I'll talk about in a second on my new Amazon Fire TV 75 inch Omni series 4K Jesus UHD Christ. smart TV with Dolby Vision, hands free with Alexa. <laughs> you watch it from the neighbor's house? God damn, this TV's good. <laughs> this TV is so good. Um, my friend Steve came by yesterday when we were done filming in the studio um, and we watched the opening scene from Saving Private Ryan. Mm-hmm. That one does not actually hold up. Like a modern TV show that was shot in ultra 4K, HD, HDR, yes. blah, blah, blah. Sunday, see, Sunday, Sunday.
1: Where you can see the blackhead on the coming out of the pore on somebody's nose. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, there are settings that come with modern TVs that have that, you know, like super HD look, like the 60 frames per second, the, you know, the motion swishy swish stuff. Um, I watched a little bit of The Peripherals episode one with that shit turned on. It was so unbelievably disconcerting (laughs) that I'm just like, where's the settings button? Where's the settings button? And I turned it back to normal mode for old people who cannot handle that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But here's what I'm going to say about The Peripheral. The first episode, the pilot, is a little slow- in parts, I don't – like I said uh, on the previous episodes, I don't remember the book at all. Right. But at the end of episode one and the beginning of episode two, I was so screaming at my TV, yelling, fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to tell you that I'm in. I'm in with the peripheral at this point. It was okay. – it, it, it hooked me at the end of the pilot and brought me into episode one, and I am just – I like, I just want to get off this show so I can go watch the rest of it on this motherfucking giant-ass TV. <laughs> it is now up to over $1,000 to buy this TV. When I bought it, it was $800. Uh, so I would wait for it to go back on sale, but even to $1,000, it is a 75-inch TV that is just fucking gorgeous.
1: There's no the place problem, in my house I could put that. It's too big.
0: <laughs> it is too big. We actually measured I, like we have uh you know like over the fireplace in our living room, we have the little, you know, uh what whatever you call that. I yeah. don't know the word. So we measured it and it's like 6 inches too short to put the TV on. <laughs> so we're so it's staying here at the office and half the people are like It made me nauseous because it was too close. And the other people are like, oh, my God, this is the greatest TV of all time. So I would like to mention that the people that thought it made them nauseous were women. The people who thought it was awesome were men.
1: So, Men thinking about watching porn. Yes.
0: I would not want to watch porn on this. I'm sorry. (laughs) I have seen a lot of porn. I've worked in the porn industry, and I will not watch porn on this ever (laughs) But I will say that the biggest downfall of this television is the fact that it is an Alexa TV, that it isn't an Amazon TV. I am going to hook up my my uh, uh, Apple TV 4K to it, and I will use that as the interface right. because yeah. the interface for the TV is fucking terrible. Yep. Absolutely yep. fucking terrible terrible there is nothing yeah. good about amazon's uh ui designers their ux designers anything
1: about that is just garbage outside it of the fact of the constant awful. ads constant ads 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 ads, ads ads ads, ads, yeah. ads 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 for something that you paid for
0: constant i turn the tv on i want to get to what i go to and there are 17 ads like i'm watching the peripheral i pause it i go to the bathroom i come back the TV Ad. has turned itself off, <laughs> and now I have to turn it back on and then navigate through all the menus to get back to the show that I was watching. I can't just turn the TV back on and hit play because it doesn't remember where I was. Yep. It is awful. I'm sorry, by Amazon design. software by design. designers
1: suck. No, it's Ugh. done on purpose, Jason. That is Amazon's business model. Well, that part sucks. Yeah, I agree.
0: As a TV, it's fucking great though. I'm just telling you, it's a great TV. I think you need to buy a bigger house, Brian, because you want this TV.
1: <laughs> no, I've got a, I've got a TV that's big enough for the space that I have. I, I, I can't sit any further away from the TV. It is as big as I need it to be. I, I, I applaud you, and I'm glad that you have this.
0: What are I'm you rocking great. right now? A, a 65 or a 55?
1: A 55. You, you got a 55? Yeah. I can't drive 55. Just saying. It's <laughs> the worst Sammy Hagar I've ever heard.
0: All right. Uh, so. <laughs> that, that's compared to Sammy Hagar, which is pretty fucking awful anyway. Well, so. Sammy,
1: it's a low bar. Uh, yep. The, the it's real one low is bar. very low. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I threw this in here because we've talked about Doctor Who in the past, and I've i keep talking about i guess i should get into this at some point and you've given me starting points that i should go to and i i probably never will (laughs) but uh just so people know future doctor who seasons will air on disney plus the bbc and disney have announced a deal so outside of the uk and ireland it will be streaming on disney plus um this is a Disney's happy about this because it was looking for established brands to bolster its streaming platform as the world's longest si- running science fiction fantasy series with its own global fan base. So that'll actually be pretty big if you're not already, you know, in the UK where you just get it on the BBC and their streaming platform iPlayer. Um, they didn't... I didn't see anything in this article about uh, this. Just They're just talking about the new stuff. I, I'd assume... They would oh, try we to don't get to know the where the to, where the archives are going to land. The, the, the archives, yeah. One would assume the Disney Plus would want to get that because, I mean, talk about a treasure trove of content. If, That's if a lot of content. If you're Doctor Who, you've got like yeah. fucking you know uh, 50 60 plus years, years of 60 shit. Years yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so we'll um, see what happens with that. But uh, I think I I think I've just decided that I am okay with never watching Doctor Who. I think I'm. You fine. know what? You're right.
0: You're absolutely right. Yeah. You don't have to. No. Um I, I, I gave up on Doctor Who after David Tennant left. He's coming uh, I back. Tried. I tried.
1: Lo- he's coming back, Jason. There's all kinds of Doctor Who news. as soon as I clicked on this story, I was being fed ads left, right, and center. David Tennant's coming back as Doctor Who. He's not gonna come back as a doctor. He's probably come back for a special, like a
0: whatever. Like a he's, he's one back. of those things, you know. Like I, I, I've seen I don't seen know those. because I've never watched. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just, But you don't have to. I'm not it's going a to. Really, it's a really poorly written kids show. Uh, I mean, I know I'm going to get letters. Brian at GrumpyOldGeeks.com if you want to send them. ups and doodads. So we got a note from somebody who didn't actually leave their name and says, Hey guys, I noticed your Discord link on GOG.show appears to have expired. Also... Can F off that recapture shit? Jeez, surely there's a better way. Cheers. And I put the link into our GOG Discord. Uh it has not expired, it still works and
1: uh We actually had somebody on Twitter say that our our link wasn't working as well. Might be the same dude.
0: I think it might yeah, it might be the same dude, but it also might have been like a downtime on Discord because it works mm. just fine. I've tested okay. it on different computers that had no Logins to Discord and it still says, "Hey, you want to join? Sure, come on in." So, all right, we're fine. Then. It lives. It lives. I saw this one over at Reddit, and I was just like, "Oh, I always wanted to know about this machine." Mm-hmm. So, Poison Wafa three on okay. on Reddit. He got one of the 2013 cache servers from mm-hmm. Netflix that they used to put into the ISPs that they would so so it was kind of like they would send these things out to all the ISPs around the country so they could get like you know the the most up to date content from that machine in their data center and mm. i was always like it's one box how much shit can you fit in one box well now we know mm-hmm. <laughs> and it is 262 terabytes of data in one box and i'm like They've come a long way from mailing DVDs, let me tell you. <laughs> and this was 2013. This is 10 years ago or nine years ago. Mm-hmm. So imagine how much they can fit in these fucking boxes at this point. I'm sorry, but 262 terabytes is a lot of movies. That's a lot of movies. Yep. All right. Moving on. Uh Spark Mail 3.0. I've been using this for a while now. Um I like it a lot. The biggest problem I have is they change all of the key commands that you're normally used to doing. So Command R does not reply anymore. Uh, there's a lot of different things around there that uh,
1: are annoying. I love it when programs do things like that, where you know the obvious thing like Command R, which used to be reply, now becomes delete. That's that's fun. Pretty much,
0: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I have found that Command-Z is now my new friend because I will just start typing. I'll hit Command-R and start typing, and all of the keys that I'm hitting after that have some other effect on all of the emails and all the email chains that I've had for the past two years. So (laughs) it's really fucking annoying. Um, Once you figure it out, though, then it works great. Um, Okay. I've gotten through, you know, a couple thousand emails that I had just queued up that I had to get through. Uh it, once you once you relearn it, it's fine. The fact that you have to relearn it is annoying. Sucks. Yes.
1: <laughs> sucks. I'm not down with that stuff. Like why? No, I I'm not around? down
0: with the sickness on that one, but um yep. but Jesus, man. Um the new version is definitely an upgrade to general email. It's fine. It does what it's supposed to do. The fact that they eschewed standards for their idea of, you know, productivity pisses me off, especially since I spent $60 a year to pay for it, but I spent five years or four years using it without paying them, so I feel that that's fine. That's that's worth the money. Um It's just annoying. I'm sorry. It's just fucking annoying. Don't change the normal conventions that everybody uses on every single other fucking email app in the world. (laughs) I know you're from the Ukraine and you're uh, uh, – sorry, I'm not allowed to say the Ukraine. I know you're from Ukraine and you are dealing with some shit right now, but that is no reason to take it out on us.
1: You know, just don't use it. Yep. Well, the I'm still going to use it because it's
0: great. It's a great app. Once you figure it out, it's great, but anyway. Okay. I was going to put this over in security, but I just thought it would be more fun to talk to you about it. Uh I found this over at Petapixel. An AI created 100,000 full body photos of people who don't exist. Put them in the metaverse. They've got legs now. They have pants these guys can create 100,000 people with pants and uh, Meta can only have 20,000 people a day logging in without pants. So maybe I wonder if Elon's should, uh... jealous.
1: They've created more people than he has.
0: <laughs> That's possible. That's hmm. possible. He
1: might buy them give, next.
0: Him, give him a week. Give him a week. <laughs> he might, he might, uh, he might uh, surprise us
1: there. All right. Well, okay. What's, what's the point? Good for you i don't
0: know i mean the, the whole thing about this is like they're going it's all this, going AI to use art this stuff.
1: stuff it's 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 again it's okay all right no
0: i think they're going to use this as basically phishing scams to bring people in to i you know i i've read i've read the article i've read the reasoning for doing this and for a second i thought i was on board but now that you mentioned it why, why? i don't i don't fucking get it i don't it fucking get can, it. i mean i
1: i get you can okay you can do that great
0: why for a second like i said i had it i had it in my head that i was locked in i'm like oh i see why they're doing that now that you mention it nope lost yeah. it lost no. thread no. <laughs> no. uh well bumble is open sourcing their ai that will detect unsolicited nudes
1: okay how does one detect uh, if it's hot dog or not is not
0: yeah, that's it. Hot dog or not? Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, the only reason I really put this in here is because they came up with a new term that I thought was awesome called
1: cyber flashing. Brian, have you ever cyber flashed? Well, yes, on MySpace <laughs> when I was able to do flashing text. I, I think the last time I
0: cyber flashed was on See you, See Me. Um. Oh
1: God damn it. That, that's I got a hat. I have a hat somewhere still from them. What? Anyway, yeah, You have a
0: See You See Me hat?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll pay good money for that. No, I'll
0: find Well, No, I won't you. because that guy, Jeff Hahn, was just a twat. Fuck those guys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, uh, okay, hold on a second. Let, just uh, I don't want to keep going because we're already late and I want to go watch TV too. But uh, what this can do is detect nudity. It does not detect if it's unsolicited or not good point right
0: i mean i mean what they did on bumble was just to say that you know you you you're getting a nude would you like to accept it
1: once a conversation has started this filter is then turned off because at that point it's probably being solicited
0: maybe right right okay Uh, Uh, you know and i get i get what they're trying to do they're trying to do you know protect their platform saying hey we're doing the good thing and they're working with the you know congress to say hey we need better
1: better laws around this stuff but you know who needs to buy this technology immediately apple apple because i've got it already well it's not working because i'm sick of reading stories about somebody on a fucking airplane that airdrops their dick to everybody they're still doing that yes they're still doing that because people are fucking horrible animals I haven't heard about that for two years. I can't believe they're still doing that. There was a story just this week.
0: Oh, that's funny. Uh but the cool part about it is they open sourced it. So if you know, Apple can actually take the the technology and then put it into their app and add go that from to there. airdrop
1: already, people. Come on, get yeah, on it. Please do.
0: Have you heard the uh <laughs> I put this in here because I wanted you to hear the actual audio. European I, I, Space Agency says I, the scary sound of Earth's magnetic field. And they actually recorded Earth's magnetic field during a solar storm. This is the most punk rock industrial soundtrack I've ever heard in my life.
1: I was like, I never need to buy another Rammstein album. I'll just
0: listen. to that. I no, no more Nine Inch Nails. Trent Reznor <laughs> is out of business. He's
1: out of business. Yeah, it's done. Now, to be fair, for all of these things, this is not actual. This is made up. They, yes, they take everything is they sh- it's, it's yes, interpreted. It's, it's, it's interpreted. interpreted. It's all yes. interpretive dance. So, yeah, I mean, I listen to it. It's cute. I mean, we had the same thing just a couple, uh, maybe a month or two back, where it was like, listen to a black hole and all that sort of stuff. It's 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 cute. It's nice. It's not real. And it's interpretive. And it's not cute. It's actually really fucking oh, disturbing. It's, hells- it's hellscape. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Level has come out with a new lock that has gotten into the Apple actual store, the physical Mm -hmm. stores, that can lock your house with your iPhone or your watch. And it's called the Lock Plus, which means Mm -hmm. that it comes with its own streaming service. Because anything with a Plus now has a streaming service.
1: It actually comes Uh, with Daniel Eck. He shows up and opens your door for you.
0: <laughs> and then he he bitches about how it would cost him 30% to fucking do exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, this is a $329 lock that you can put on your front door, your back door, whatever, that you can now actually unlock with your phone. This is part of uh Apple's new like home lock system that they're trying to get out there. And uh I'm just like, no.
1: I think this is a misstep. Uh, I I did extensive research into smart locks and uh, keypad locks and all that sort of stuff. And the first thing I determined was I do not want a smart lock. If it connects to my phone, that's a bad idea. I don't want my lock to have any kind of Wi Fi, Bluetooth, nothing. Uh, I ended up using a keypad, which is great. Um, And I also think Wait, wait, wait,
0: wait. You have a keypad on your house to get into your home. Mm -hmm. After we've done this show for almost 10 years, you actually put an electronic lock on your door.
1: I did. It's a hundred percent. There's no connectivity whatsoever on it.
0: Oh, okay. So it's not. It's not like some kind of e-lock. It's actually just you have to know the code.
1: Exactly. There's nothing like I have to. I actually have to like unscrew the thing on the inside, open it up, have fifteen different codes to be able to to, to change codes or put in a new code or anything. It's limited to four codes. It is as secure as anything like that could be. Honestly, as we've talked about pick locks and things like that before in the past, it's as secure as any any lock is ever going to be. Um, but I definitely wouldn't get anything like this. And also, I think this thing is ugly. It's it's not a good looking lock, which like for Apple, like there are so many beautiful smart locks out there. And this thing is ugly.
0: I'm still not down. I'm I'm not down with... Any kind of electronic lock for my house I'm not I, mm-hmm. and I don't I, I don't see a time because i I don't have that much time left on this planet, so I'm guessing <laughs> that by the time
1: I'm done, I will not figure that out so the day you die self-driving cars Jason Announced the next day I promise you anyways i I enjoy it I love being able to walk out of the house without a key. I think it's fantastic, but uh I would not in a million years get anything internet connectable no way.
0: You know what's funny? You talk about leaving your house with leaving without a key. Mm-hmm. I leave the house every day, and we leave the doors unlocked when I well, leave the house. Yes.
1: There, there is a. That's also why you can't go trapezing around the country in an RV, Jason.
0: So exactly you know. because if you come into my house when I'm not there, you will get eaten. <laughs> so, I, I have issued the smart lock for the smart animal with giant teeth that will just kill you so
1: (laughs) (laughs) and speaking of apple uh they've released mac os ventura ios 16.1 and ipad ios 16 and there's also a new watch update i have done my phone my ipad and my watch and i'm waiting until you tell me i can actually do my mac os but uh yeah they're out um i guess there's a bunch of features i could care less Still no, works.
0: I mean, so far I, I've updated to all of those. Uh, Mac OS Ventura I did on my uh, M1 Air. Um, I can't tell the difference, honestly. I know that some things don't work, which is the only way I can tell that I updated. <laughs> um, phone, same. iPad, same. Watch, same. I haven't seen any, like, there's nothing that pops out.
1: They also as being I have, like I have a not new seen... thing, which is great. I have not seen those Buzz, BuzzFeed-style articles about, like, have you done all these features on this version yet? So I'm thinking not that much to these. But-
0: oh, I've seen all of those. Okay. <laughs> I have seen all of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Stage Manager is the big thing that has been the big fuck-up with iPadOS. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also part of Ventura, and it is the one thing that um, – Basically everybody is saying, especially all the developers are saying that, uh, yeah, you should have just kind of waited a little bit longer. And that's why <laughs> iPadOS 16 was a month late because they were working on Stage Manager to get right. that to the point where it was releasable. And even though it has been released, I have 3 iPads, all my iPads are updated to iOS or iPadOS 16. I have not seen any difference whatsoever in any of my day-to-day Interactions with those iPads. Uh, yep. So I don't know. Um, Mac OS Ventura on my, uh, uh, my, uh, was it uh, my Air? My M1 Air? Fine. Nope. No, no problems, no difference. But I'm not actually doing what we do right now, which is actually talk on a microphone with audio gear that is professional grade, because I guarantee you if I plug anything in to my Mac OS Ventura, Laptop, it will explode because (laughs) audio shit with, you know, the Macs suck. Yeah. So
1: I did see Loopback did an update that's specific for it. So
0: you never know. Yep. Got that today. All good. We'll get there. We'll get there. there.
1: You let me know. Just get a new
0: goddamn Mac, dude. Fucking upgrade. Please. This time is almost here. Security? Ha! Welcome back to Security Ha! with Dave Bittner. Dave is the host of the CyberWire podcast, co-host of the social engineering podcast Hacking Humans with Joe Kerrigan. Dave is also the co-host of Caveat with Ben Yellen, where they discuss law and policy and surveillance and privacy and the new control loop. I don't even know if it's that new anymore. We've been doing this for a while,
2: (laughs) where they discuss ICS and OT. Hello, Dave. Hi, good to be back. Sorry I was away last time, but uh, nice to join you gents once again.
0: It's good to have you back, and I would like to quote. I would like to state for the record: it is now nine o four a.m. here in uh, the land of California in the Pacific Time Mm. Zone. I have been working for five hours at this point because Mm. I have decided to do the stupid thing that uh, our friend Dave Bittner did, and that is do a daily tech news podcast. (laughs) <laughs> so I start at 4 a.m. every day. I have I've actually come come here, done the show, yeah. I actually researched the show, wrote the show, recorded the show, published the show, went home, had a nap, got a shower, took the dogs out, had breakfast, come back, and I'm now doing another show, and it's nine in the freaking morning. Mm-hmm. Dave, did they give you a meth budget at the Cyberwire when you first started? <laughs> because that is the only way that I can see this as a sustainable way of life.
2: No, but uh, one of my colleagues on the editorial side, when there were just five of us, he was like slugging down five-hour energy drinks, like you know <laughs> those those little shot glass-sized bottles. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was just sh- and and I can't handle those things. I tried one of those once, and it was one of the worst experiences of my life. I had I had that you know that combination feeling where you're t- physically exhausted but mentally wired. Yeah, Ugh, yeah, you feel like you can worst. see the future because you're yeah. vibrating so bad. Yeah, yeah, that is yeah. not a pleasant experience well, for me. So that was a lesson hard learned.
1: At least you're you're in the right city to be working those kind of hours, Jason, because things are open. All the time. If you try to do that here and say Toronto, uh, it would be impossible because nothing opens until noon. You would be like, <laughs> you would be miserable because you'd be halfway through your day and not able to get lunch or anything because nothing is open yet in LA. That's no problem. <laughs> You can get right. a, you can no, get I've, I've actually try.
0: got it timed out perfectly because on one side of me I have Whole Foods. They open at seven, so I can sneak mm. over there and get a breakfast burrito. Then Trader Joe's opens at eight. Then I can get the groceries for the day and get back home <laughs> to make my omelets. Um, it all works out here. It's perfect.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so you're, yeah. you're 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 in the right place to do it. Try doing is that this in the, Poughkeepsie. The nope. slogan in
2: Toronto: <laughs> Welcome to Toronto. What's the hurry, eh? Pretty much. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> do
0: do you, is okay. there a Canadian word for siesta? Because it seems um, like no. you guys might be in a permanent siesta. <laughs> Perma siesta. Yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, no, we were we were talking before the show because, okay, so I'm doing the Tech News show 4 a.m. every day up doing it. Right. I, today was the day I got my five days in a row done. I, I, I want a gold star. I want a medal. Congratulations. I had to actually
2: yes, – I had yes. to
0: cut the show short this morning though because what I have learned is the schedule for the gardeners <laughs> – so, I can sleep in on I can now sleep in on Tuesdays and Fridays or at least have to do the show from home because today right as I was starting to record, they were pulling out chainsaws to cut down a tree right outside the window of my studio, mm. which is mm-hmm. very well soundproofed, but it ain't chainsaw soundproof.
1: You know, it just yeah. it just gives your show that NPR feel. It does. It does. Right. It's the real, like real world lawn. sounds
2: in the background. You yeah. know. Yeah. Just say you're coming from an undisclosed location.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, I kind of am. <laughs> so.
2: Yeah. Chainsaws, uh, yeah. leaf blowers, and uh, jackhammers are the three natural en- enemies of the friendly neighborhood podcaster.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: That and not I, making any money.
1: Well, oh, that too. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> well. No, and and speaking of that, we were talking about because uh, I'm talking to you on my new. Well, not my new, but uh, new to me, Sennheiser MKH four sixteen shotgun microphone, mm-hmm. because I'm doing, besides doing the four a.m. podcast <laughs> every day, I've got two shows a week for Chris Lockhead, I've got a sh- two or three shows a week for Kara Golden, I've got one show a week for Rob Deerdeck, I've got a new show coming out with Deshaun Wesley plus Grumpy Old Geeks, and I am the voice of Category Pirates, where I'm doing audiobook reads for Audible, so. It's a full next, schedule. Wow. I have next to week on Jason <laughs> complains about running his own business. Uh, Jason's not no, complaining. You're... Jason, J- look, Jason knows that a recession is coming, so Jason is putting his ass on the line to get stuff done so Jason can make some money because as you mentioned, Brian, we don't make shit off the podcasts. Nope. So.
2: <laughs> well you're giving me a run for the money in terms i know, of, you know i know pod- I, podcast I, I, content going out there wow. God, i'm
1: such a slacker i'm on one show
2: <laughs> sort of let's be <laughs> honest i
1: phoned that
0: in <laughs> exactly i'm just like you're kind of on a show <laughs> yeah oh man but uh i i just wanted to say you know because we discussed this when i was going to start the show um we had we had this discussion on security ha huh, which is not about security anymore um and I was in awe of what you did. And you you laughed at me for going to do this every day. And I still have to say mad fucking respect for Dave Bittner for doing this as long as you have because this is hard stuff.
2: It is hard. Thank you. Well, I appreciate that. And I think one of the things we mentioned before was that you know people who are good at it make it look easy. And I don't say that to toot my own horn, but I think that's true in so many things. And you don't yep. realize until you try it yourself – uh, that is not necessarily easy. So, you know, hats off to you. I saw earlier, uh, this week, I think, or, or last week you posted a photo of, uh, a video shoot that you were doing in the studio. Uh, oh yeah. A couple yeah. Of I'm doing that on... too.
0: I forgot. Yes. I have a three yeah. camera video setup that I'm doing interviews with like multiple times
2: a week. <laughs> so that yeah. too. Yeah. No, I was very impressed, <laughs> and it's—I'm just happy for you to see that your studio is busy and it's taking off, and you know you're using the stuff that you invested in. I mean, it's got to feel good.
0: It's terrifying. It's terrifying,
2: actually, because <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> if by There's, good you mean terrifying, then yes, I'm on yes, track.
0: It's, <laughs> yeah. No, it's—it's uh, it's quite terrifying because the video portion was never meant to be a thing. It was supposed to be an add-on, but it has turned into. Well, no, that is going to be the thing. (laughs) I'm just like Mm.
2: shit. (laughs) So all right. Well, if you ever need any uh, advice or anything like that, that's a world I I know something about. Can (laughs) I fly you out? Can I fly
0: you out and hire you? Because I would I would much prefer that.
2: (laughs) Please. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This is hard. Yeah. But
0: (laughs) anyway, I uh, we so Brian and I recorded most of the show last night, and then I went home and I tried to watch Andor the the latest episode. And I made mm. it about seven minutes before I fell asleep, which was at, at oh. seven forty-five at night. Um, just because that I usually fall asleep at seven. It was a late night, but uh, so that brings me though to Andor. Where are you at, Dave, in your journey to get caught up on the show?
2: Uh, not just abject failure. Uh, I still am. <laughs> uh, I'm still only three episodes in. I, I've been keeping an eye on some of the Twitter stuff. I think the episode you're talking about. I saw people saying that uh, perhaps it was an homage to George Lucas's THX film, that it felt mm. very much like that. So I don't know, but I, I'm far behind and I've kind of, I had to I had to uh, forgive myself the stress of, of being caught up because it's just, the past couple of weeks, I, I was in Atlanta for a couple of days earlier this week and, you know, just family stuff. So uh, just I'll get caught up and maybe we can do a recap at that point. But, it's gonna be a while. <laughs> okay. okay. And it's not for lack of desire. I'm enjoying Andor very much, and I wish I were caught up with it because I love talking about this stuff with you guys, but it's just the way it is right now. It is sad that I I'm generally the one that's the
0: most up on the Star Wars, but uh Brian, you just put po- you just put a link in the show notes. So maybe maybe you're gonna take over for me here.
1: I'll take over a little bit. I did not watch the latest Andor, uh, because they've there is more Star Wars. Dave, you are falling very far behind at this point. Um, mm-hmm. They have launched Tales of the Jedi. Now, luckily for you, this is a short, short thing. There's six episodes <laughs> total. They're between 10 to 20 minutes in length. It's animated, uh, but it fills in the backstory of Count Dooku and, uh, Os- oh, God, I'm going to say the name wrong and all the nerds are going to scream at me. Osaka? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. And uh, they were actually very good. I I enjoyed them quite a bit. Um, You know, the the Star Wars animation stuff has been pretty solid. I'm I'm looking forward to the Bad Batch coming back, but this is a nice little, uh, nice little taster until then. Well worth the watch. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Uh maybe maybe 2024. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Right now my priority is I need a nap. Right. So <laughs> Oh, brother, I hear you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Bake that All into right. the day now. <laughs> mhm. Mhm.
1: So I, I have All a little right. bit of somewhat security news. I just thought that this was a really smart thing, and I'm, I'm a little surprised that Apple has not uh, adopted something like this. This comes from Samsung. Uh, they started this back in July, a new privacy feature on their Galaxy S21 phones in Korea. Uh, so one could argue it's the only privacy feature that a Galaxy S21 phone ever has. <laughs> it's called maintenance <laughs> mode, and it's a tool that allows users to secure their personal information, including photos, messages, and contacts, when sending their device in for a repair so basically you don't have to worry about your repairman going through all your stuff like you know when you dealt with the best uh best buy people the geek squad yeah the Geek Squad, <laughs> right finding all right. your wife porn uh and mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff and making copies for themselves so it's kind of a cool little setting that you can make it creates a separate account on your phone for a technician to use while working on your device <clears throat> and in addition to protecting your personal information it prevents technicians from seeing what apps you have installed they can use the store to download diagnostic software. And once they're done, your phone will automatically wipe away any new data they put on it and apps. Pretty cool. It is Apple cool. Apple needs to take, yeah, they need to do that right now. Yeah, for sure. A, Everybody a, needs I, to do that. Yeah, It's very impressive. It's like, it's kind of a no-brainer. That's wonderful. Yeah. Especially as we've discussed, our lives are on our phones now.
2: I wonder if if Apple is lagging on this because they don't want to admit that multi multiple user accounts are possible in iOS. Ooh,
0: good point. Good right? point because God knows we all want them
2: desperately, yeah, <laughs> particularly on iPads. Yes. Because uh, I think they get shared a lot. You know, there's lots of folks have family iPads or, you know, iPads yep. they share with
1: their kids. And Exactly. That's me. That's me yeah. 100%. Yeah. It's mostly my kids now. I just, you know, right back from them when I need to read something. <laughs> right.
2: Yes. Yeah. So uh, uh, what's taking them so long? Well, I think I, I have heard some some rumors that they are working on a
0: pared down version of Mac OS that will run on the new uh, M series iPads that's going to be coming hmm. out next year. So if that if that works, then hopefully we'll get the Mac OS, you know, user administration tools as well. So we can have different logins because I know that with the new TV OS, they are going to have they have voice recognition on Siri. So Siri can actually tell who's talking to it. I haven't oh. tried it yet because I don't know how we're going to set that up, and so how it it knows who's who. You know, if Bam Bam mm-hmm. grabs the remote and is like, "Woof woof," <laughs> you know, what's going to happen there? Right. I don't it's like know. Reruns
2: of Lassie start playing, right? <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> you know, or just maybe maybe she just wants to watch the Food Network because there's lots of mm-hmm. tasty meat that she could possibly eat. Uh, right. I don't know, but uh, there it, it's going to have to it's going to have to happen at some point. You know, it really yeah.
2: does. By the way, uh, just a a side issue here that I should have put in the show notes, but uh, I think is worth mentioning here because it was a moment of peak grumpiness in my own household. Uh, My wife – I actually noted this on Twitter last week. My wife decided to explore getting us new set-top boxes for our Verizon Fios accounts. So we have a Fios DVR and we have two set-top boxes, one in the family room, one in our bedroom. And uh, the way Fios works is the, the remote boxes can talk to the central DVR so you can record things and, you know, watch them mm-hmm. anywhere. Uh, and it's all quite good. It works very well. Um, and, you know, overall, Fios is a good service in terms of fiber to the house, good stuff, good speed. It's been very reliable. Um, but our hardware is probably mm, a decade old at this point. And so she decided to see what it would take to update the hardware, particularly the DVR, because the DVR has gotten pretty sluggish. So she gets on the line with – actually, she gets on uh, chat with – online chat with Verizon, and it is uh, just a hellscape. It just is so frustrating. Um, Is it worse than AT&T? Well, it, 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 a lateral move at best. So <laughs> okay, he's just checking. <laughs> right. So, the long and short of it, I know, too late, is that she. Uh, went in there decide, trying to just upgrade the hardware that we have, right, For that we, which we pay for every month, I might add. We rent this equipment every month, and we yes. just want something that's not 10 years old. Let us go to your store and swap it out. That's all we want, and we will continue paying for it as if we were a new customer. That's all we wanted to do, and we will continue paying you the hundreds of dollars a
1: month that we pay you for your services for the next who knows? Next decade, right? Uh, but you know what, Dave? If you were a new customer, you probably would have gotten an introductory deal and paid less for a few months.
2: Well, stay tuned, Brian, because here's what <laughs> happened next. So she gets so frustrated that now we are demoing uh, YouTube TV. And we're probably going to end up cutting the cord.
0: What? And
2: she, yep. She was resistant to trying youtube tv because she's just not a big fan of youtube which i can understand uh but i said you know what some some uh i know some folks who've recommended it they say it's pretty easy to use it has an unlimited dvr seems to have pretty much everything we watch on it it's not cheap it's like 75 80 bucks a month something like that but it's basically a cable package Mm -hmm. um and so uh, now side note all of our tvs also have apple tvs hosed up to them so We have capable hardware that can run YouTube TV without breaking a sweat. So uh, we are probably, I don't know, a week or so into the YouTube TV demo, and I think we may end up going that way. We may end up just with Verizon Fios just for our data and getting rid of all of the the cable stuff, getting rid of the DVR boxes. Uh, And it's all because – Verizon's customer service was so bad. Again, they could have had us as a customer for another decade and we wouldn't have even thought about it and now they're going to lose us just because they couldn't yeah. they couldn't answer a freaking phone call, you know?
1: Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yep. That's the way of it. I yeah. uh, I think you're going to be happy and you'll never turn back. I, I don't know about YouTube TV specifically, but uh since moving, uh so I what, I've been in Toronto almost 2 years now at this point. Um, uh, hmm. we've, we've not uh, had cable. We've cut the cord. Uh, cutting the cord is obviously a misnomer because there's still a cord. You need internet, right. but, uh, <laughs> <Right>. but <Yeah. laughs> cableless yeah. for sure, uh, since, and, uh, it's been completely fine. You, there's some hoops and, you know, some things you will have to go to Sweden for every now and then occasionally, but mm. overall, uh, uh, no complaints. I, I don't miss it at all. I, I, I realized the entire time I had it and I was paying for it. Ninety nine percent of the stuff I wasn't watching or using, anyways. So,
0: right, yeah, right, yep, yep. Yeah. No, so well, stay tuned. Good experiment. Dave. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> curious because I, I tried YouTube TV when it first came out, and it was one of the most frustrating experiences that I've ever had.
1: So, so I mean, it's I'm, come I'm, a long I way. It, Jason. I hope it got
0: better. Yeah, it's come yeah, a long way. Some
1: of the one of the Airbnbs that I stayed at recently with a bunch of friends had um, <clears throat> that's what they had YouTube TV, and it took me a few minutes to figure out the interface, but once I did, I was like, "Well, oh, this is pretty good, actually. So, hmm Yeah, I think the yeah.
0: biggest complaint for me was there, because it was, you know, the beginning with the unlimited DVR stuff, and I'm like, okay, well, you're obviously recording every show that comes through, <laughs> because it's everybody's going to have it on their DVR. Why can't I go back and get the show that aired yesterday and have that added to my watch now, even though I missed the, you know, pre-recorded version of it, or whatever, the live version? Um Right. It's like I, I want you to. I want you to expand what a DVR means to me. It's like mm-hmm. I would like to watch the episode of the show that I forgot to hit record on last night. I know you have the technology. Please make mm-hmm. it happen. And they're like, "Ah, silly
2: boy." Mm-hmm. They're called lawyers. Yeah. Talk to them. Yeah, so. exactly. I think that's the answer. Yeah. 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 So stay he tuned. Is. We'll see. So, so far, so good. Cool. I, uh, I'm surprised at how much she is adapting to it quickly because, uh, you know, like all of us, she does not like change. Um, mm-hmm. and, and she was pretty dug in, uh, but they, they, <laughs> they pissed her off enough <laughs> that she's willing to change. <laughs> so there that you is, go. That is usually the yeah, secret. It. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, a uh, couple of things before we wrap up this week. Uh, old friend of mine whose name is Andrew Logan. Uh, I met him down in D.C. when I was doing some some TV work. He's a a, a sound guy on uh, TV productions, but he does a lot of other cool things. And one of them is he started a project in Washington of tracking military ghost helicopters over Washington D.C. Now I know Ooh. we've talked about here. I think Jason, it was you that uh, introduced me to the term "ghetto bird," which I, did. So I, was, I was I was not familiar. Uh, A ghetto bird is a euphemism for a helicopter, Uh, and in the introduction to this video I'm sharing, it's a YouTube video of Andrew's presentation at DEF CON this past year um, about his project using open source intelligence and – contributors from folks all over the city kind of gamifying an effort to track down what all of the helicopters flying over Washington, D.C. are. Now, obviously, D.C. is a little unique in that um, (laughs) there are a lot of military helicopters. The president's flying around. There's folks coming and going from the Pentagon. And so a lot of these flights aren't required to have their transponders turned on. Um, Hmm. News helicopters, things like that, tourist helicopters, they all have their transponders on and there's an automated API. You can track them really easily and know exactly who they are. But uh, he's put together this system uh, with people reporting the helicopters, people sending pictures of the helicopters. They're using um, some computer stuff, some computer vision stuff to automatically identify the model helicopter that it is and try to correlate and figure out who's flying where. It's really a neat project. So, if this is uh, something you're interested in, we'll have a, a link to the YouTube uh, presentation here. And uh, Andrew's just an interesting, good guy. He's one of those guys who always has a project going, and you know, not all the not all of them are successful, but some of them turn out
1: to be pretty cool. Man, well, after my hopefully own heart. this <laughs> one. Hopefully this one doesn't get him disappeared.
0: Yeah. yeah. He may end up on one of those helicopters if he keeps it up.
2: Yeah. Yeah. There's some cool stuff in here. One of the he shared a photo from uh somebody took a picture of themselves inside one of the mysterious military helicopters in, in full regalia <laughs> with the helmet and everything and sent it to him. It was like, Hey, nice. it's me. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. What was that? There
0: there, there was there was a story here in California a while ago about a girl that was kidnapped. And there's apparently some kind of hand signal that you can give to other people on the road that got her rescued. Um, I think I I think Andrew might want to learn that hand signal in case he gets picked up so he can, (laughs) you know, drop it out the window if uh, anybody's looking. So just in case. Right.
2: Right. Yeah. So finally, uh, I want to run something by the two of you. I've been thinking about something and and it's one of these things I think I need – I want to run it by the two of you to see what you think about it because I've been processing this and I don't have any uh, solid answers yet. So I thought if you two could help me and then perhaps our audience will find it interesting as well. Um, as you both know, I love live theater. I love performing in live no. theater. I love going to live theater, right? Live. <laughs> think live theater is great. So week before last, a friend of mine um, contacted me and said, hey, I have a couple tickets to see Hamilton and I can't use them. Would you like to – would you like my tickets to see Hamilton? And I well, said, yes. yeah. <laughs> Go, please. <laughs> yeah. So um, – Went to see Hamilton in Baltimore at the Hippodrome Theater, which is a very nice theater. It's uh, one of the old you – know, it's probably 100 years old and you know, about, I don't know, 15 years ago, they renovated it and brought it back to its former glory, all that sort of thing. It's a lovely venue. So I go to see Hamilton and uh, our seats are probably about two-thirds of the way back in the orchestra, uh, pretty close to the center. So – a decent seat, you know, not what I would call a great seat, but also not a bad seat. It's a good seat in the theater. Now, uh, I have seen the Disney version of Hamilton, the the one where they recorded the Broadway show, which me was well. amazing um, and mm-hmm. actually won me over when it came to Hamilton because I was a bit skeptical and, and slow getting into it. Not a huge hip hop fan. And so that kept me from really digging in with – anything Hamilton. But then I watched the Disney thing. I was like, okay, yeah, I get it. This is pretty amazing. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 And uh, so consider me a fan. Um, so we go to the theater, uh, we sit down and uh, the show starts and it's it's going well. Um, you know, a couple seats over from us, there's usual types of things. There's a lovely young lady who cannot resist checking her phone every five minutes. Uh, so, you know, there's that little peripheral vision distraction as her phone lights up and and everything. And and I'm I'm glaring at her and my wife is glaring at her. You know, <laughs> not helping. She's impervious to that. Uh, to my left is a lovely couple. Um, she knows every word and is singing along. Um, oh, those are the best. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. And her husband is whistling. <laughs> what? I I shit you not. Her husband is <laughs> whistling along with the show as, as quietly as someone can whistle, but whistling nonetheless, and I'm two seats down from them.
0: OK. Now, okay.
2: I'm trying to take the attitude uh, rather than being upset with them just to be happy at the degree to which they're enjoying their experience. Right. I'm trying to be happy for them, not upset for me because they're ruining my <laughs> experience <laughs> at Hamilton. <laughs> By the way, not inexpensive, right? It's three hundred no. bucks or so to, yep. <laughs> to for the pair of tickets for us to to see Hamilton. So you know, not a not a small investment. Um, but with despite all of that, I'm enjoying the show. I'm I'm feeling good about the show, and the cast is amazing. So this is the traveling cast, the the road show of Hamilton, mm-hmm. and they are amazing. Um, but I find myself both at intermission and after the show feeling. Like, I missed out on something, feeling like this this wasn't the, the complete experience that I had hoped it was. Like, I didn't ever really engage the way that I'd hoped to. And I think what it came down to was that my seats were just far enough back that I could not see faces. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. And I think um, – This is why I enjoy movies so much. In fact, I would say I would rather go to a movie theater than a live theater um, because I find it easier to suspend my disbelief. I find it easier for myself to get lost in a movie theater than in a live theater. And I think there are other reasons for that as well. I think having done theater, I kind of – there's a certain – empathy and connection i have with the performers because i know what they're doing and like i know how the sausage is made to a certain degree and so that's harder for me to pull myself out of that to say ooh, you know nice nice uh when nice singing you know that sort of thing mm-hmm. um so i'm continually thinking about this well what could help me uh bring me into this how would i be able to see faces well obviously if i could sit closer uh but that's not always possible with uh you know, an expensive show like this, a popular show like this. But then I got thinking about concerts and what has been the great innovation in the past decade in concerts. Big well, been TVs, cameras. The yeah. jumbo the giant- mm-hmm. Right, right. <laughs> Every concert has now, you have giant TV screens on either side of the stage. Uh, and if you're in a pavilion or something like that, you know, the big screens out on the lawn – So everybody can see faces. And so Hmm. this got me wondering, could you do this with live theater? Could you have – so first of all, I was thinking, could you have giant monitors on either side of the the stage? And I know there are people who are probably screaming at their (laughs) computers or their mobile devices saying, have you freaking lost your mind? Uh, This will ruin theater. Let me remind you that there are lots of people who said the same thing about amplification. Audio amplification. True. There are folks who say that theater was irreparably changed when they started amplifying the live performances. I mean, imagine Ethel Merman at Radio City Music Hall, 5,000-seat arena, not miked, and people in the back row still complaining she was too loud, right? Yeah. Now, every theater has perfect sound, and the sound at Hamilton was amazing. There are speakers everywhere and, you know, digital technology, everybody's wearing a wireless mic. It sounds great. You can hear every word. And Hamilton's a show that uh, demands that, right? You have to pay attention because everything's coming at you so fast. So I thought to myself, well, okay, so you could put big IMAG screens on, other so- on either side of the stage. But could this perhaps be a perfect application
1: for AR I was wondering if you were going to go there. <laughs> I was yeah, actually right just that. thinking you just need to bring back those old school opera glasses.
2: Well, I did. I thought about that too, and because there were some people at the show who had those. In fact, mm-hmm. I saw a couple of people who just had old fashioned uh, like bird watching binoculars. Mm-hmm. And so that's an option as well. But I was by the way, I would
0: had... I, I would like to say that the last time I saw Hamilton, I bought I bought those exact glasses for everyone in our group. Because we had really Mm. terrible seats. So we all came in. And I got them with the big stick and everything, so we could be yeah, oh wow.
2: <laughs> I totally
0: you can it's get perfect. those on Amazon for like fifteen bucks each. So I got them for everybody in the group, and we all just sat there going, "Oh, this is lovely. Oh, oh you're not going to throw away your shot. Oh, tell me more."
1: <laughs> I, I right. think it's time to bring in the screens. I, I think you're it's the, unless the the modern audience expects it, wants it, just like you're you're thinking, Dave, and. You know, if you want to keep theater relevant, you're going to have to make some changes. Like, I understand the you know, the the old biddies lined up on Broadway may not be thrilled with this innovation, but it makes They'll sense. They'll be dead me. anyway soon. Fuck them. Well, exactly. You <laughs> got to keep selling those tickets and putting, putting butts in those seats. So it's time to modernize a bit. No problems with yeah. that. However, having said that, Dave, I don't think that that's going to solve your problem. Because the real issue here is that societal norms have gone out the fucking window. What the fuck are they yep. doing singing and whistling and checking their phone the whole time? I know. Big screens is not going to solve that problem, Dave. This reminds mm-hmm. me of like, you know, I knew the world was fucking ending. The first time I got on a plane, the fucker behind me took off his shoes and put his stinky socked feet up on my chair. This is where yeah. we're at as a society now. <laughs> I think about the last time I was in a movie theater pre COVID and the family next to me whipped out their fried fucking chicken. In oh in a potato movie theater.
0: Too. And they have potato <laughs> chips in the theater now. Could have been tuna That's fish. Could have been tuna <laughs> like, fish. Yeah. No, it's true, it's true. just weird.
1: Re- that what I've done, like even just coming back out of COVID, is like any kind of situation that requires, you know, a certain decorum in a public setting, I'm kind of shying away from. Now I don't mind rock concerts because people are drunk. You expect that. It's fine. You right. expect people to sing and dance and all that sort of thing. But like live theater or movies where people have to be quiet, nobody does it anymore. We've lost all sense of public decorum. (laughs) And that's the real issue. I don't care how many screens you put up, Dave. You might as well just sit at home and watch it in VR instead of AR because you're not going to get rid of the assholes next to you. And I right. was thinking, and, I'm well, like,
0: oh, what, what if we put the screens on the back of the seats, like on airplanes? And I'm like, okay, well, then you're going to drive an hour. You're going to spend 300 bucks for a ticket, and then you're going to stare at the back of the seat of the person in front of you. I'm <laughs> like, you just stay home and watch TV. Yeah, you don't have a technology problem, Dave. You have a meat problem, and <laughs> that's really what it comes down to. And I gotta well, say, got to I, say, I I went to my first concert that had the big screen TVs. I saw Billy Joel at on Wrigley at Wrigley Field. I sat, yeah. you know – You know, in the outfield at Wrigley Field, and I watched Billy Joel. Ninety percent of the time, I stared at a monitor, and every now and again, I would glance at the stage. It's like, but it was it was great. It was fantastic. Well, I knew he was there on the stage, but I could look at the screen to see him.
1: Yeah, Yeah. the, the communal experience is still something that's like wired deep into our psyche and that we need. But to my point, like that's a concert. You're expecting that. Right, So that, that's fine. But, you know, again, and it gets me back to, uh, I, I saw another concert again, pre-COVID, because I haven't really done much post-COVID, as I was just saying. Um, and it was a band called Dead Can Dance. And Dead Can Dance are not a get drunk and, and you know, it's a sit down, orchestra, the whole, yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. I went to that and I bought very expensive tickets and because I really, really love the band and I love their live performances. And there was a group right next to me that was just talking to each other the entire concert. And at mm. one point, I turned to them and I said, "Are you here for the concert, or should you guys be at a coffee house?" And then they finally <laughs> shut up.
2: <laughs> well, my son uh, a couple of weeks ago went to see gorillas at mm-hmm. our local concert venue. We uh, live near Meriwether Post Pavilion, which is a you know well-known, storied uh, uh, location. Um, and I asked him, how were your seats? He said, oh, they were really good. We were close to the stage and also close to one of the big screens so we could see everything. Yeah. I thought to yeah. myself, okay, that,
1: yeah. yeah, there you go. A little bit of both. There and that's go. exactly what would happen in the theater, right? You would be able to mm-hmm. see the actual stage, know the live performers are there, see the big picture. And if you wanted to focus in on somebody while they're doing their bits, you look up at the screen. I think that's totally fine. Yeah.
2: I think so, too, but I wonder.
1: Yapping away next to you, though.
2: (laughs) I wonder if part of the investment in hit shows from now on will be doing a video recording like they did with Hamilton, which was expensive, but I suspect that Disney got their money's worth out of that.
1: Um, (laughs) Totally. And so
2: for me, I think I would rather see that in my own little home theater than go to the expense of seeing it. Live, uh, and I can't believe these words are coming out of my mouth as much of a, as a live theater person <laughs> as I am. But I think you're you're exactly right, Brian. That um, I, I guess I'm pining away for the old days when you you know you put on a tuxedo and <laughs> when, when, <laughs> went up to the Broadway theater, you know, and, and everybody uh, yeah. respected everybody else's experience.
1: Well, and to, to, to wrap this up in a pretty little bow, bringing it back to technology in our show, Jason's big line is the internet was great until everybody got on it. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs>
0: I'm, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm with you, Dave. It's like, I used to go to, I, I mean, I've seen Les Mis over 30 times. I've seen Phantom probably 20 times. And mm-hmm. I would prefer if the original cast had done a movie and I could stay home and watch it, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's like, that'd been great. I would I would still love to have a you know a version of Phantom with Michael Crichton and Sarah Brightman that I could watch whenever I wanted but right. that doesn't exist because they didn't make them back then because they were waiting for the movie nowadays just film the damn thing so we can pay you all the monies to watch it you know Yeah as much as I yeah. love theater I mean it's like and I saw I saw Hamilton with Wayne Brady playing the um uh you know what what whatever his name is um the guy that killed Hamilton um Mmm. It's Aaron, it's, Burr. Er, Aaron Burr. Burr. It's it's yeah. 9:39 in the morning I've been working along. Um <laughs> but I couldn't see his face. I knew it was Wayne Brady. I could hear yeah. him as Wayne Brady. Even with my little, you know, binoculars, I could kind of see it was Wayne Brady, but if you had have given me the option to pay another 50 bucks and have a big giant screen that I could watch the show on, I would have done it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I'm with you. Mm-hmm. You know, as a yeah. theater guy myself, as a lover of live theater, I think it is time for, you know, it's time to change. It's time to change up.
2: Mhm. Maybe yeah, uh, I'm just thinking through this. I mean, maybe they could have uh optional, you know, like on or during the week, you know, they're kind of like they have uh special theater showings for, for movies where they'll have like sometimes they'll have uh, ones for folks who have trouble with the loud sounds and things like yeah. that. So they'll they'll have a quiet one or they'll have ones that run open captions or things like that.
1: Or family you know, maybe, screenings for kids.
2: Right, that. right. Uh, maybe just for the matinees you have the screens or something. Mm-hmm. But I suppose if you're going to go to the expense of it, you want to do it every night. I don't know. Somebody's got to uh, be the first to do it and and see positive reaction to it and, and then it will probably just become a thing. But mm-hmm. – I don't know. I I think it's unavoidable. I'm glad you guys are on board with my thoughts about this because I I have honestly been conflicted about it because it is a change from what live theater is. But I think at this point, you're right. Expectations have changed and we have the technology now. Why not make this a better experience for everyone, particularly with how expensive it is?
1: Well, that's the thing, right? It's expensive. Expensive now, theater is crazy expensive. Concerts are crazy expensive. Any of these communal experiences are insanely expensive. And to not to not provide the technology, the technology exists to make it a better experience for everybody there. So why not do it?
2: Yeah, yeah. Hmm. All right this uh, this edition of Theater Corner is uh, (laughs) brought to you by (laughs) the Kennedy Center.
0: Now I want I knew to go. We should Hamilton. have
1: had NPR sound in the background. This is totally <laughs> yeah, right. theaters <laughs> right. Jesus Christ. That's <laughs> right. Closing shout out. Over at PayPal, we've got Mark, Humphrey, Charlie, and Donald. Thank you all so much. And over
0: at the tip jar, we've got Adam, Nick, Daryl, Wesley, and Ross. And sadly, nobody at Patreon or any new reviews. Nope. Sad. Yes. And uh in sad news that we didn't cover last week, Robbie Coltrane died, mm-hmm. who was uh Hagrid in the Harry Potter series, but he was also in Cracker, which is what I thought was his best series. So
1: that's a sad one.
0: I never watched I, I, Cracker, I didn't see but, that uh, one coming.
1: Did like the band. Well, you know, he was not he was not a healthy man either no but i just you know yeah modern medicine can blue. keep
0: look i mean keith richards is still alive come on <laughs> come on we can try something here
1: that's true that's true all right it is sad and uh <clears throat> my son has not started watching harry potter yet we've started reading it so it, it, yeah i'll be uh we're gonna start watching it over christmas we'll watch the first one so there'll be a bit of a pang but there you go until next time i'm brian schilmeister
0: and I'm Jason Filippo. Thanks for listening to Grumpy Old Geeks. If you enjoy the show, visit GOG.show slash donate to help us keep the lights on and we'll love you forever. You can also help us out by sharing the show with your friends and enemies. It's easy and absolutely free. Show notes for this episode are at GOG.show slash 576. 576, that's insane. From there, you can find links to everything we talked about in this episode, as well as links to our swag and Discord channel if you want to buy some stuff or chat with us and other show fans. You can also head over to GOG.show slash contact and send us your feedback or questions that we can read on the air. And if you're so inclined, please head over to GOG.show review and toss us a snarky review and preferably five stars. Stay grumpy.